Happy Hump Day, my friends. Welcome back in to another edition of Prime Sports World. On today's episode, we're going to be breaking down the offseason for every team besides the Denver Broncos and the AFC West uh, because we already did Denver. So keep an eye out for that show. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast as we go live basically every single day, bringing you guys the most up-to-date content, uh, whether that be on Facebook, whether that be on Twitter, whether that be on Twitch, or whether that be on YouTube. Um, so keep an eye out for that content, and please like, share, and subscribe. Uh, if you do want to join us and talk a little a little bit about the AFC West, I have shared the StreamYard link uh, into our main platforms. Um, so you can go ahead and join us, but please have some knowledge of the sport before you join our show. Um, but yeah, um, also I will share the link. If you want to, if you do miss happen to miss us live, you do have a plethora of streaming options, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. I will share that link to that right in just a second. And uh but yeah, I'm David Huffman. I'm your host, my co-host. I'm joined by Mr. TJ Hopkins. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you, buddy? I'm all right. A little tired, but what's new? Uh, I feel you, man. Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm very sorry about your car. Uh, I saw your post on the Facebook, man. Uh, long live uh, the orange Cavalier. I apologize, my friend. Yeah, it's whatever. It was time. Yeah, but you hate to see the first car go, like, you know. Yeah, but hey, like I said, it was time. I feel you. I feel you. Well, let's get into this content. Let's talk about the, the NFC, AFC West. Uh, the first team we got to get into is the Las Vegas Raiders. And before we can even really do anything, let's talk about Derek Carr. Uh, right. Derek Carr. What? Sorry. No, that's just five second count. I'm like, what are you waiting on? Call it. Like, go ahead. Derek Carr released uh, by the Raiders yesterday. Uh, basically, he refused to waive his no trade clause. And so they're like, and basically, he was like, yeah, I'm not helping you guys out. I'm not going to give you guys assets for me. I'm not waiving my trade clause. You're going to have to release me. Uh, yeah, he gets released, uh, saves them $40 million for this season and next season, or or is it just this one season? I think it's just for this one season. Um, they get out of his money. Uh, yeah, it's just dead, this one. Yeah, there's some dead cap money um, for the season. The next couple, next season, the two seasons after, two seasons after that, uh, what do we think about him getting released by the by the Raiders? And do you think it was a big middle finger to De- from Derek Carr to the Raiders, uh, the way they treated him? Definitely down the stretch there. No, it's uh, what you call it. It's what do I think about it. Like we saw this when they benched him. Right, we saw the writing on the wall when they when he was a healthy scratch and they played Jarrett Stidham over him. Yeah. That's that's when the Raiders that's that was the Raiders saying f you to Derek Carr. Oh, 100. Right. Yeah, I I think they I think the feeling was mutual. Uh, both those teams wanted to be done with each other. I'm just surprised that he didn't want to. I, I guess I'm not completely surprised that he didn't want to help out the Raiders get draft capital or just assets him, for him. Why? Why? Why is it on him to help? Him? Why is it on him to help them? I, I just I, I'm not saying on him. I, I don't blame him for one iota. I just didn't. No, 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 no. You you just said you you just said I'm surprised he didn't help them get drafted. Like why? No, no, why no, no, is no, it no. on I, him? I, I, I didn't. I just didn't expect him. Like if he went to an ideal situation, I I thought he would waive the no trade clause. I I didn't think that he would be like, yeah, I'm not getting traded. I'm not waiving it. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to release me. I just didn't. I didn't. I guess I didn't expect that part of it. Again. Which I probably should have. I mean, come on, given yeah, the way that, exactly. Given the way that ended, uh, I probably should have for sure. Um, Derek Carr, what do we expect him? Is, is kind of his market to be? Uh, well, obviously, the same markets that are in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes: the Saints, the Jets, 
the Titans. I mean, the same teams are in the Jimmy Garoppolo sweepstakes too. I mean, the, the Saints, Titans, the Saints, Carolina, the Titans, Carolina the, Panthers, the Jets, Carolina. Like, yeah. So I mean, I mean uh, potentially Tampa Bay. Yeah, like so. Obviously, you want to go to. Uh, I've most of these teams minus uh, Carolina pretty much have fully stocked coverage. Like um, New Orleans, you still got Michael Thomas. You still got uh, you still got him. Still got Alvin Kamara. Yeah, you still There's, got. I mean, some of the. I mean, you got uh, the kid from Ohio State that was pretty good Chris for them this season. You got Chris Olave, who was solid for them this past off season. Um, yeah, I think he's going to have a lot of suitors. Uh, we'll get more into where we think he's going to end up in a later episode. But if I had to guess, I think he's going to end up in Tampa Bay. I think that they need to get – I know that they have a lot of cap space either, so I don't know how they're going to make that work. But I think he'll end up in Tampa Bay somehow. Uh, Tampa's going to have – Tampa's going to do their due diligence. I don't know – I don't know what the plan is in Tampa. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think anybody has a plan in Tampa Bay. Um, but yeah, you see the list. Of the, so the draft capital there. Uh, they still got a first round pick. Somehow they got away with not giving up uh, this upcoming first round pick in the uh, Devontae mm-hmm. Adams trade. Uh, they basically have all of their draft picks. It looks like, and, and they even got some pick, a fifth round pick from Atlanta. That I don't. I don't know why they have. I don't know why they have this sixth round pick from Dallas. I don't know why they have a seventh round pick from Arizona or New England. Oh, the uh, the sixth round pick from Dallas. Oh, that's from uh, uh, that's from Amari Cooper when Amari Cooper got traded there. Oh, that's only that's only transferring now. Yeah. Okay. Uh little friends, obviously Derek Derek Carr. Uh Cleveland Farrell has been pretty much a bust as a first round pick. Uh Denzel Perriman, a serviceable linebacker. Mike Hollins, who really stepped up this season uh as a wide receiver. Josh Jacobs, who was the lead rusher in the NFL. Uh he's going to be a free Rocky Sin, who they traded Yanique Gakwe for. Um, mm-hmm. And then projected cast base, $29.8.5 million. I have not looked to see if this includes the Derek Carr money. I think it does because they were way over the cap before that. Um, Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, uh, Sandra Douglas Morgan is the team president, GM, head coach, respectively. Uh, how do we expect the Raiders to approach free agency and the NFL draft? Honestly, I, I, I don't think – I don't know. They're obviously disappointed with how the season went. You made the move in the offseason of getting Devontae Adams, not thinking you'd have the seventh overall pick. Yeah. So, and you also kind of went into this not thinking you'd be moving on from Derek Carr. Obviously, with the mar- I, with the market for the quarterback uh, situation that it is, you – that's where you start. You can't go without a quarterback. So you got the seventh overall pick. Do you draft one? Do you go get a? Do you trade that to Green Bay for an Aaron Rodgers? Do you flat out sign a Jimmy Garoppolo who's a free agent? Do you go get a um, who 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 else is out there? Um, yeah, it's. It's a plan. I I think the first thing to do is go get the quarterback. I don't see I don't see them going forward with Jared Stidham. As I also don't think starter. that they're gonna. I also do not think that they're gonna be a team that's gonna be going into a lengthy rebuild. I I just don't expect like 
because they traded for Devontae Adams, I think they changed their old timeline a little bit here. Um, so they almost need to compete immediately and be competitive right away. Um, I'm looking at this. I think they, they Jimmy Garoppolo makes a lot of sense for this particular team, um, especially if they continue. If they bring back Josh Jacobs, which should be you know one of their priorities when it comes to the offseason, is bring back Josh Jacobs. Whatever the number it requires to bring him back, he's too important to this offense to let him walk. Uh, but if I'm Josh Jacobs, I'm, I feel a little bit scorned by this franchise, too. I mean, this is a team that declined my fifth-year option, and then I go out and have an incredible season, and now you want me back? I don't know about that. Hmm? So depending on how um, you're running the show, maybe that's those two priorities are one, two in some, some capacity. Resigning Josh Jacobs, finding a quarterback, finding a quarterback, resigning Josh Jacobs, one of the two is in that, like it's in that, you know, mm-hmm. in that order. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to the, the Raider fans who are glad that Derek Carr is gone, acting like it's all his fault that the Raiders didn't didn't have any success during his tenure. Um, I just want to remind y'all that during the time of Derek Carr's career as a Raider, he never had a top twenty defense. Never. So I mean, y'all Derek, know Derek, Derek Carr has got to be in the top five, like every passing statistic in, <laughs> in Raider history. He's got to be. He's got like so y'all know it. Y'all, y'all know what that means, right? That means every time Derek Carr scored thirty, defense usually gave up 30, 31, 34. Again, the age old story I tell is, I think it was the last year of Gruden. Um, Gruden's uh, tenure. They are they play. Derek Carr is a wide margin ahead of anybody else who's ever been Fran- there at the court. He, the- he should be franchise leader, right? Like, he is the franchise leader by sixteen thousand yards. Sixteen thousand yards. He has over <laughs> seventy-five touchdowns more than the guy next. The next guy after him. Can you even guess who the second guy is? Uh, Rich Gannon. No, Rich Cannon's third. Uh, Ooh, he only he, he only had seventeen thousand yards for his career. Um, he threw for one hundred fourteen touchdowns and fifty. So, if I had to guess, two would be. I could be wrong because I don't think he was a Raider. But it was two Jim Plunkett? Is two Jim Plunkett? So Jim Plunkett was five. Uh, God damn. 12,000 yards, 80 touchdowns, eighty-one picks. Uh, Daryl Monica, if you remember Daryl Monica. Um, what was it the the bomber was his nickname something like that um 16,655 yards 148 touchdowns 115 picks number 2 is Ken Stabler uh, oh I, okay i feel stupid i feel stupid 19,000 career yards as a, as a raider 150 picks 143 interceptions Derek Carr threw for 35,000 yards he threw for two, he threw for 217 touchdowns he only threw 99 and... picks like and Keep they want luck. to scapegoat him and chase and they him want to scapegoat him. They want to scapegoat him. They want to blame him. Keep him on. He has the highest completion percentage in the history of the Raiders. This is a guy that would have been, I think, what was it, AFC Offensive Player of the Year. He probably, yeah, if he doesn't break his back or whatever. If he, does, it was like, like, he, uh, he broke his ankle. He broke his yeah, leg. Cool. Yeah. And they go, so they went 12 and 4 that year. And he breaks his ankle in like this last game or second to last game. Yeah, I think it was like the third, yeah, something like that, real late in the season. Real late in the season. Uh, after they had already clinched. Yeah, they had already, they had already clinched the playoff spot, the division sewn up. And, yeah, you, 
obviously the rest of the season went how it went. You lost that playoff game, and yeah, so for them to scapegoat him, and I didn't even think about the Josh Jacobs scenario like you just did. Like you declined my fifth year option, and yeah. just for, just for me to come out and lead the league in rushing yeah. in a in a league where. Derrick Henry's, Henry, right, Derek Henry's a running back. Nick Chubb is a running back. Uh, what's his name? Jonathan Taylor's a running back. Dalvin Cook. Like, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I led the league in rushing. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had some games down the stretch that were just incredible. And like this defense really struggled this season. Um, but yeah, I think if you're looking to approach free agency in the draft, I think the draft. Um, depending on what you end up doing at quarterback, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo makes a lot of sense going to the Raiders. Um, yeah, you know, he's. Tigers, He's cheap. He's uh. uh, uh I, I don't think he'll be cheap, but. <laughs> well, no, like so the the plan could easily be Jimmy G at this stage in his career. He's he's now viewed as a bridge, the the term bridge quarterback. He can. Well, he's a he's a winner too. He he can be your quarterback for two, maybe three years, and while you sit the while you sit the quote-unquote future or look for the future so say they stay at seven right they stay at seven obviously what they do at with their draft pick at seven depends on what the colts do who are ahead who are ahead of them and what the texans do who are ahead of them and nobody also depends on if like the carolina panthers try to trade up to move ahead of the raiders because i think that's where you got to if you want to get a quarterback and you're legitimate serious about it you got to get ahead of the raiders right so if I so three the three really good quarterbacks. I mean, you can make the argument that Anthony Richardson is probably four, um, but I don't necessarily see him as a first. I, I I read a mock draft this morning. I think it was Ty McShay's mock draft. He has four quarterbacks going in the first round. I, I, I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna happen. I I I don't know how. I don't know what the what the what the what the temperature of the room is on Anthony Richardson. I, I, I just really don't. And for Will Levis for that matter. But if I, if I get a Jimmy G in free agency, okay. I know for, I know for at least the next year or two, I don't have to worry about playing a CJ Stroud. If I draft him or an Anthony Richardson, if I draft him as high as seventh overall, or even a Will Levis at seventh overall. I can stash that. I can stash that guy away. He can learn the playbook. He can work on his mechanics, all that good stuff, and you know, so on and so forth. Obviously, that plan is out the window if you somehow land Aaron Rodgers. Correct, but I don't if know if they necessarily have the ammunition. I mean, I guess they'd have to give up the seventh overall pick and whatever. Yeah. I mean, how much would gonna, we be willing to trade so, for Aaron Rodgers? Okay, at this stage yeah, in his okay. Real talk, like let's 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 keep it one hundred all the way. If I'm Green Bay, you want Aaron Rodgers? All right, I want that seventh. Give me that second. Give me. You're pretty much whatever draft capital you have this for this draft. You're probably going to be out of that that first, that second, that your first four picks, the first, second, third, and your fourth overall pick this year, plus whatever future draft capital you give them. That's going to happen. I, I, I think if you can give up two first-round picks in a second, I think you get Aaron Rodgers. I don't think you necessarily have to give up all the first. I don't. I don't. I think the third round pick and the fourth. I think if two first-round picks in a second, that'll get it done. You'll have Aaron Rodgers. Because, 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 because. Let's be honest. I, I don't. That's another thing. I don't know what the temperature of the room is on Aaron Rodgers because everybody's just so done 
with his nonsense. Everybody's just, everybody's just done. Another avenue they could go. I mean, they could take a shot, a shot. Like, let's say they don't draft a quarterback in the first round, right? Let's say they go offensive lineman. Let's say they go um, defensive tackle anywhere really in the trenches, really. And let's say they round two or three headed hooker still there for the Tennessee volunteers. He's not going to play next season probably anyways, Uh, but he does, but he does have that upside. I mean, he's going to be 25, uh, which is a little bit older when it comes to quarterback, but. But this is a guy who, before he tore his ACL, was having one of the was going to probably win the Heisman. Uh, yeah, he got def- hurt in, in that game. He's yeah, he was definitely a Heisman candidate. Uh, you have or they could his- take Tanner McKee, the kid from Stanford, who's got some upside, some talent. Cam Ri- um, Cam Rising and Cam Rising out of Utah. Uh, Cam Rising in the two. Aiden, Aiden O'Connell, Purdue Bowlmakers. I mean, there are guys that could take later in this draft. Later, later really in the wanted. draft, yeah. Stenson Bennett, who is a guy who's a proven winner. Uh, he's probably a little bit older to be like a project also quarterback. Also 25 years old. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there are there are definitely guys that you could take in this year's draft if you want to go later uh, with the quarterback position. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the Raiders, I think their approach to free agency is figure out the quarterback situation. Uh, that's got to be – when we talk about top three priorities, I mean, that's got to be their number one priority. I, I can't yeah. imagine – I can't imagine that you're going to go into the season with Jared Stidham as your number one quarterback. I just can't. I can't either. And I also want to – the caveat that they have going for them is our two out of our top three weapons were hurt. Waller missed a lot of time. Renfro missed a lot of time. So it was a lot of Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. And that's real easy to, 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 to zero in on, right? All I got to do is stop you once, maybe twice. And I score once, maybe twice. That's game. That's it. I got you. I, I'm I'm doubling Devontae Adams, and I, I I understand that it's easier said than done. <laughs> I mean, he's still he, he, went off, he went off for a billion yards this season, so right. he had a career I mean, high. He, he had a career high in yards, but I mean that's because you know teams couldn't stop him. And they're like, yeah, we're gonna let Devontae Adams kind of just get his. We're not gonna let anybody else beat us. Right. So I'm I I would love a trio of Waller. Adams, Renfro. That is disgusting. Yeah, it's nice. And I mean, if you bring back Matt Collins, they bring back Matt Collins, who had a pretty solid season this year as a member of the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Uh, definitely somebody that can make a, make some noise. Um, but yeah. I, I think the bigger disappointment, again, um, the the Raiders, when's the last time the Raiders had a top top half defense? Top I like don't, I, don't, I don't have a clue. I I legit yeah. think, I, I, I what is it thirty two teams and thirty two teams in the league right I legit think they would take being middle of the pack on defense because the defense in the past has just been that terrible. But again, it's all Derek Carr's fault. Like, does Derek Carr throw a late game interception or a fumble that steals the game? Yeah, but at the same time, Derek Carr also the drive before puts you in the game when the situation where if your defense comes up with a stop game over like we, we we see it like we've seen it so i don't i i think what you said at first i uh what you said figure out the quarterback resign josh jacobs i mean if, if he even want if he even wants if to he wants back. to well so uh can they is it, it's nfl free agency just like the nba where it's like the team you currently play for they can offer you the most money I, no, I, I actually I, I don't I don't know I don't know 100. Uh, percent I know they don't have I know there's no like the bird rule. I, you can't re- can't go over the cap to sign your own guys. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know for sure uh, if they're 
if you can what, what if you can offer them more money i don't think that exists okay so i because I, I, I know in the nba like teams like who, the team that you drafted with like they can offer you the most yeah, they, money they can usually offer you one extra year uh plus money in the, every single season i think it's like five million dollars a year right so i don't know if, i don't know if that's the same in the nfl this is also a first round a former first round draft pick so yeah I mean, this is yeah. a guy you don't want to – I don't think you want to necessarily walk away. Uh, we'll no. see what ends up happening. Let's talk top three priorities for the Raiders. Uh, they'll move on to the Chargers. Um, top three priorities, I mean, we kind of talked about it. But what are the number of three? So build up the trenches. Uh, they've taken a lot of swings at offensive linemen and defensive tackles, defensive ends, uh, outside of Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, who was not good this season. I know you had no. that highlight play against the England, but he was basically invisible. Um, <laughs> I think you have to shore up the trenches when it comes to the Raiders. Both sides. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I, yeah. Move on. It, what, what, what's what's <laughs> that? Moving on to the Chargers, who have the 21st pick in this year's draft. Uh, they're notable free agents: Kyle Van Noy, Storm Norton, who's the starting right tackle; uh, Bryce Callahan, former Bear; uh, Nazir Adderley, uh, safety. Uh, projected cap space negative, 19.8 million dollars. So they're going to have to make some decisions here. Uh, Brandon Staley, Tom Delesco, Dean Alexander Spanos, team president, GM, head coach, respectively. How would you approach free agency and the draft if you were the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, given that cap situation? Rough. Yeah, uh, it's it's ironic how things work, right? Uh, you, the Bears had Khalil Mack; they traded him away because he's a cap casualty, and now the rumors are him being linked back to the Bears because of another cap casualty. Like that would be insane, right? Mack, if they if they cut Khalil Mack, they can save eighteen point four million dollars. Uh, they can also cut Michael Davis, who's a cornerback, for seven point four million. Matt Filer, who's a starting center, uh, six point five million. Austin Johnson at three point four million because they're going to have to get underneath the cap because they're currently over. They're currently over. Um, again, you made the moves you made you made because you're chasing you chasing that t- you chasing that man in Kansas City. Right. They just hosted their second Lombardi in four years. You feel like you have the quarterback in Justin Herbert who can match Pat Mahomes throw for throw, play for play. You feel like you have that in that guy. And from what we saw that one game, that, damn it, he did. Like yeah. I was, he just he he was just the one that made the costly mistake. All right, he he threw the pick that was returned for. A pick six, and that was pretty much all all she wrote. And the second time they played in the season, the Charger roster was just so beat up that it was just, well, what's the point, all right? Um, how did the Chargers approach free agency and the draft? Um, I would consider I, – I definitely would consider more wide receiver depth on both I actually, I actually think they're okay at wide receiver. I mean, Joshua Palmer well, is a good player. I, no, Mike Williams, I, I mean, if they re-signed DeAndre Carter. I get that, but the issue that they always run into is one of those two dudes are always hurt. Keenan Allen's hurt. Mike Williams is hurt. Then you have to, you know. I mean, that's true. And Joshua Palmer, who was the fill-in, got hurt in this season as well. Um, so it's not somebody you can rely on full-time. Yeah, all the weapons on the offside. Uh, uh, you also have to figure out something with this running game. Austin Eckler is a fantastic running back, but he's not an every down guy. Um, he, Don't tell him that. I mean, <laughs> he, he, they need somebody that gives them that brutal brute force guy. Like they need somebody who's going to be just 
I, we need three yards, get it for us. Because there were games where Austin Eckler just was flat out ineffective at the running at the running back Austin, position. Do not tell Austin Eckler he is not in every down back. He will. That's that's <laughs> I mean, part of the. I mean, he, I mean, he's got all the talent in the world to beat, but he's just he just he's just not like he's just not in every down back. He, that, again, don't tell him that's. That plays a part in why he is who he is. His whole yeah, life, I mean, his whole life, his whole career, he's been told, "Nope, nope, you're too small, you're too this." And he's just, "Okay, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. I'm an every down back." And lo and behold, look what he's doing. Yeah, look he's what, been so. It's, he's been, he's I, been awesome. So, I obviously, the last time you played a game, you left a terrible taste in everybody's mouth. Like not just not just your like not just your mouth and the fans of your team, everybody's mouth. You were up thirty, well not thirty, but you were up 20, you were, 20, twenty-seven zip, thirty or uh, yeah. right before halftime. Thirty, you were up thirty, and you lost that game. And I think everybody would have loved to have seen the Herbert Mahomes divisional matchup or the Herbert Josh Allen yeah. divisional matchup. Everybody would like they would have loved that. They would have I like, absolutely loved that. And I guess we got the next best thing and Trevor Lawrence versus uh um Pat Mahomes, right? Um I don't know if that's the next best thing, but it'll I mean it is what it is. Uh but this team does have some major needs off offensive tackle uh, after Rayshon Slater went out. Uh hopefully he's healthy next season, but they still need if they let Storm Nord walk. They're going to need somebody to play right tackle. Um, they need to get some vet, some depth at the linebacker position. This is still a team that gives up way too much yardage on the ground. Um, they need to show that up. J.C. Jackson, big offseason signing, probably will not play next season, I, I'd imagine. Uh, when did he get hurt? Uh, hold on. I will get that number. I will, I'll, I'll find that out. But, he, I mean, he had the the PCL tear. I mean, that's like the one of the most difficult injuries to return from. Yeah. So, uh. I think he'll be he might he miss tore, the, he, he tore it on october 24th um so that's like week 10 ish it's february yeah he should miss maybe the first what would you say the first maybe the first month of the season uh, I, I, I'm going to ask you that, that patella tendon is a rough injury to come back from. I'm not, I don't know what his timetable is going to be. I, I don't really, cause I remember the, the, last, pre- the last guy that I remember tearing that and having that injury was Jimmy Graham and he took him seasons to come back to, to back to who he was. Well, it also depends on what you call it, uh, rehab, how that goes. Like no setbacks in that, obviously, you know, all that good stuff. Um, I also find it funny how Brandon Staley literally fired everybody but himself. And well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, and like uh, rightly, rightly, so. In a recent, a recent study in 2016, said 50% of players that tear that tendon never return. Okay, that's what was that? 2016. That's it's been seven yeah. years. It's been seven years since that article was written. So time yeah. to update it. Time to update it. I mean, Victor, uh, Cruz, Victor Cruz had that injury, never returned. Gerard Mayo was a good player, never returned. Uh, uh, I was, so, full, so, so doctors say six months to a year. So we're talking, we're talking, yeah, a, a year. That at the at the longest. So you said October, yeah. right? So November, December, January, February. He's at four months. 
Is that four months? We're, all, we're, all, we're also not. I'm, I'm not sure when he actually had the surgery. So uh, he probably had it maybe a week or two after the the initial because they stuff like that. I assume they want to operate at the earliest. Well, you remember, remember how long Kyler Kyle Murray is? That you, so he had his he had his surgery four months ago. So whatever that date is. Uh, so yeah, he's on the he's on the, the path he's on the pos- he's on the positive side. He's on the yeah. path to being to to playing. Uh, also, like I think the last time I saw something like this, where the coach fired his staff, and what was it when the when the Bears came back against the Arizona Cardinals in that Monday night game, the late uh, late <laughs> Dennis Green. Dennis Green literally fired every offensive coach that he had, and then the GM steps in. It's like you might as well, you know, you might as well join them. Um, but this is it. For, I think this is it for Brandon Staley. If, I agree with you. If there's no real improvement, if there's a, a sputter like that again, especially in a playoff scenario, yeah, he's out of here, man. He's I, done. I agree with you. I, I think this is a season where you have to have noticeable improvement across the board, uh, offense and defense. Remember, Brandon Staley, defensive guy. This defense has been struggling. Um, but yeah, I, I, we'll see what they end up. No, doing keep, with in mind, keep, keep in mind, keep like, and, and that's un, that's unfair to Brandon Staley because. I, what am I supposed to do when my top corner and J.C. Jackson gets and, hurt? And Joey Bosa misses the majority of the season. So everybody wants to be like, Khalil Mack sucked. And he only had eight sacks. And I'm like, well, yeah, he's getting majority of the attention. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I, when it comes to the draft, though, I, I do think they need to shore up kind of in the trenches. Of, well, we kind of talked about this when it comes to the Raiders, right? They need to shore up. The trenches here and free agency they got to figure out how to get back under the salary cap um but in the draft they need to shore up the trenches they need to shore up this offensive line i mean you can't Rayshon slater and an injury to one guy shouldn't put this into a spiral because which is basically what happened last season um so and they need to get the defensive tackle situation because they cannot be a, a basically a revolving door when it comes to the running game they, they have to get better it's it's just um they what they go 10 to 7 they yeah. they basically they basically limped their way to ten and seven. Yeah, and the, fact, the fact that this team was ten and seven is was well testament kind of how good, how talented Justin Herbert is. I mean, he just willed this team to victories all the time. Like it, yeah, that's that's that that's the truth. Um, yeah, I don't who I don't know. But let's talk about top three priorities. So when it comes to top three priorities, how do you think what should be their top three priorities? When it comes to this offseason for the Los Angeles Chargers, hire a new team doctor. I I don't know. I, I, I again, it's just it's the same old it's just it's the same old story with the Chargers. They have a they have a insanely talented roster. The expectations are high. Injuries. It's not just like you say. It's not just one injury. It's multiple injuries. To multiple key guys, and so yeah, the priority number one in the off season has to be outside of getting under the cap, like get positive. That's, that's, I mean, I mean that's got to be number one, right? I mean, get get figure out how to get yourself back underneath the salary cap. Um, I got I, I, I got to find out. I got to find a way to keep these guys healthy. I can't I can't keep doing this. I can't keep doing this. I can't keep with the soft tissue injuries and yeah, hamstring I, injuries. I mean, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams all had hamstring injuries. Um, 
I can't I can't keep doing it. I, I, I I'm serious. I can't keep doing it with the soft tissue. It's it's too much. It's too it's, <laughs> uh, I'm in a division where <clears throat> again it starts and ends with Pat Mahomes in Kansas City. Uh, no, I, I think people expected them to be good. No one expected them to win the Super Bowl. All right? I'm, I'm, I'm being real. Like I don't think everybody expected them to be good because Pat Mahomes has turned into that guy where he makes other players better. But nobody thought that if you take Tyreek Hill off this team, they're a Super Bowl winning team. 100%. Pat Mahomes, right? So if I'm the Chargers, I'm expecting – the Broncos to be better because it'd be ignorant if you thought otherwise. I'm expecting the Raiders to be better because it'd I mean, be ignorant. I mean, I mean. No, I'm just saying. I'm ex- see that's that that's the ignorance I'm talking about. Like I'm expecting those. I'm expecting those two teams to be better because it'd be ignorant well, to I, say I mean, otherwise. For when it comes to the Broncos, they can't possibly get worse. So. Yes, they can. No, actually, knock on knock, knock on wood for a minute there, but they, I, I just they, I just can't I can't envision a scenario where they get worse. They, um, they actually can get worse. My, my my third priority for the Los Angeles Chargers uh, is to shore up the trenches. I think you need to shore up those right guards and left guard. I think you need to shore up whatever you're going to be doing with defensive tackle and whoever's going to play the other side defensive end outside of Joey Bosa. So. They need a I think they need a legitimate pocket collapser from the inside. Um. I also think they need what you call, uh, like you said, I think they need O line depth. When they lost Rayshon Slater, it was pretty much downhill from there for that offensive line. Again, Rayshon Slater is the same dude as a rookie who told Austin Eckler and the other running backs on the team, they played the game against Cleveland. He told the running back, stop chipping on Miles Garrett. I got him. Told him that like that's that like that 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 was rookie Rayshon Slater telling his team, telling his running backs not to chip on one of the premier edge rushers in the NFL. And not to mention another thing that the Chargers need to be super mindful of. They need to be like they should try to win a Super Bowl very soon before they have to extend Justin Herbert because he's gonna be expensive whenever that does happen. That's yeah. gonna be an expensive and, interaction it will be well. and 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 let's be honest justin herbert he gonna walk in there with a blank check he can write whatever number he want down and they're gonna pay it yep that's 100%. that's they they're yeah, not they they probably have one more season before they have to give out that extension so the, time, the, the clock is ticking so i'm just saying like in the event that they don't win one because it's it's likely that they it's more likely that they don't than they actually are Again, they they are not going to reset their clock, reset the rookie the rookie scale by saying, "Oh, I'm not going to pay Justin Herbert this money. I'm going to get someone else and basically go through this process all over again." Not I don't think that. they're going to. I don't think they're going to go the Ravens route. Is what you're trying to say, <laughs> right? Uh, moving on to the final team in the AFC West, uh, the Super Bowl champion. Kansas City Chiefs, uh, their draft capital. They got a bunch of draft capital from the Miami Dolphins as part of the Tyreek Hill deal, um, a a sec or a fourth and a sixth. Uh, they also got a seventh round pick from Atlanta. I don't, I don't know 
why they have it, but they do. Uh, their notable free agents are plentiful. Uh, Orlando Brown Jr., who was playing on the franchise tag this past season. Jarek McKinnon was awesome for them this year. Andrew Wiley was the starting right tackle. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster was pretty pretty good in the Super Bowl, pretty good majority of the season. Uh, Carlos Dunlap potentially could hang it up, but we'll see. Uh, Mikel Hardman uh, didn't really take the step forward that many people expected him to. Uh, Juan Thornhill starting safety. Tommy Townsend, their starting punter. Deion Bush, a backup safety. Uh, their projected cap space, this is according to overthecap.com, 3.5. I have seen a couple of different numbers for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, but this is the number I'm going to go with. Negative uh, $3.5 million. Obviously, head coach Andy Reid, GM Brett Veach, and their team president's Mark Donovan. How should the Chiefs approach free agency and the NFL draft as they have the 31st pick in this year's NFL draft, the first round of this? So um, the Kansas City Chiefs play – with uh, the cast, they, their rookies played the third most snaps in the NFL. Do you know who was one and two? Uh, the Bears got to be one of them. At the, one, the Bears, probably. the Bears are one, two Falcons, Houston Texans. Okay, well, <laughs> so think about what I just said. They. They had the third most, like they used rookies, the third most this uh, this past season. Where did they get them? That's Super Bowl. Yeah. Compared to the teams that went one, that they used the most rookies, the the Bears and the and the Texans, who are drafting one and two overall. That's greatness. That is the greatness of Andy Reid. And that coaching staff, that is the greatness of Pat Mahomes, who said, okay, I don't have a true, quote-unquote, true number one, but I do have a lot of guys who can do a lot of good stuff. Like I have. Exactly. And I also think that makes their offense a little bit more dynamic because it wasn't as much anymore that he had to shoe in on just, I mean, just Travis Kelsey and just Tyreek Hill. And all of those wide receivers kind of brought something different and tangible to the table. Uh, and they used them all super effectively. And Jared McKinnon, um, I can't imagine they're going to let him walk how valuable he was, especially down the stretch. I think he had a touchdown every game for like eight straight. And he basically, he would have had a touchdown in the Super Bowl if he hadn't done the right thing and took a <laughs> knee right before he got in. Yeah, uh, yeah. So if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, obviously I think my priority number one is keeping Orlando Brown Jr., who I think they can tag. Can they tag him? Uh, yes, but it gets more expensive every time they do after the first one. Is this um, the first tag? Is this, is this not the yeah, first so tag? He, he, so this would be the. So he already tagged them once uh, this past offseason. I. Matt, they, if they tag him again, I think he hits the repeater uh, franchise tag, uh, which it becomes like stupid. Like it becomes real expensive. I, I just I, I can't imagine that they're gonna. Let, I think also it'd be cheaper on their salary cap if they could find a way to come to some sort of long term extension for him with him. Uh, uh, so I see. See, that's that's the thing. Uh, teams have to stop thinking that. Just because I'm, I'm I play for this team, and yes, yeah, success is key and all this other stuff. Y'all gotta stop thinking, hey man, I, I hope he takes a discount. I hope he, you know, <clears throat> I hope he takes one for the team. I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing well, that. No, 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 it's not, not just that. I mean, there's, I mean, because of the way franchise tags are tallied towards your salary cap, 
it actually counts even if the salary like even if you sign a big extension, it will cost less against your salary cap than keep doing the sal- to keep doing the franchise tag over and over again. So, uh, so you, it's not it's not about taking less money. It's about how the contracts are structured. Same thing. Literally, same thing. It really is. Okay. Uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm serious. So it's the hell? Oh, never mind. That's my phone going off. Uh, I probably let you know that the Bulls are never going to win another game this season, are they? Yeah. Oh no, I already got that oh. notification. That was something else. Uh, I think this five in a row. Tough. Um. Whew, it's hard to pick. Like it, we we've run into this with the Kansas City Chiefs for the last handful of years, right? It's it's hard to figure out what ex- what exactly they need. I, well, I, I I still think they need to shore up this defense a little bit. I mean, but they do have some really nice pieces, and the rookies that they had in the secondary this year really played well. Um, so that's the but, thing. I'm I if if those guys have a terrible first season, which they didn't, you look at bolstering those two positions, like that corner and that safety position. Those guys had nice years, so it's yeah. like okay. I don't have to worry about the, that for now. And, and the, everywhere on their defense actually is pretty solid. I mean, even if Carlos Dunlap retires, which I don't know if he's going to or not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna vouch for that. He was still good this season, and I'm not gonna try to take the game away from somebody before it's time. Um, but if Carlos Dunlap does retire, I mean, Nick Bolton has been has emerged as one of the best linebackers in the NFL. I mean, Frank Clark, one of the better edge rushers in the NFL, even though he is getting up there in age. George Karloftis was really effective towards the later part of the season. Um, they could just be like, you know what? Like, there's another position that I think they're going to need to shore up. It's the wide receiver position. And we, we all talked about how they have, you know, all these guys that do all these different things. But they don't have a guy that puts the fear that a, that a Tyree kill, and they could use that first round pick to get somebody. I mean, I don't think the kid from TCU is going to still be there, but there's potential the kid from Tennessee could still be there at 31, maybe. His name is totally escaping me right now, but well, I don't think that the, the type of receiver they need, I don't think Jalen Hyatt is has that body frame. I, I think they need, I mean, he's a speedster. I mean, they could, yeah, they he's could a, use that guy. He's a speech, but I, 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 well, that's that's what you're hoping. What's his name? Sky Moore turned. That's why Izzy was was so big. Uh, I mean, J- J- oh, Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt's more of a speedster than Sky Moore. Sky Moore is more of a a switch directions quickly guy. I, I think he's shiftier than Jalen. Jalen Hyatt has like stupid top end speed. Like it wouldn't surprise me if he ran like a four two in the combine. If he runs. If he does run, obviously. But anyway, same thing, same thing. Plus, that's why Izzy was so big. Most of Tyreek Hill's outside of the, like, obviously, yeah, the, the the deep bomb threat was there for Tyreek Hill. But Tyreek Hill, most of his yards did come after yards after catch because you had to give him basically eight to 10 yards of cushion because yep. you couldn't so press. And he would close that gap in a hurry. And he would close it in a hurry. So, yeah, so that's why Izzy was so big on Sky Moore thinking. You put him with Pat Mahomes, maybe he can do something like that. And like obviously, you're not going to recreate what what what, what Tyreek Hill did because that's virtually impossible. Um, that and that's why you made the moves that you made. You, you're hoping I right, I get three guys to em, emulate the one. 
<clears throat> and I, I well, think they kind of got that this season. I mean, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, kind of the possession guy. I mean, MVS had some big catches where he was taking the top off the defense. And they have, I made the argument, he's probably the greatest tight end of all time in Travis Kelsey. And, again, it's just how how do you just how, – how do you let him get open? How how – how how is he not seeing two dudes all the time? Hey, how does Travis get like we saw we we, we saw it in the Super Bowl? He's just you said it in the group chat. You're like we we say this all the time, but how does Travis Kelsey just get wide open? And when we say he was wide open, he was wide well, open. That's because he runs. <laughs> Probably the best routes in the NFL right now. Um, let's talk top three priorities when it comes to Kansas City. Uh, what do you think their top three priorities should be this offseason? Reload. <laughs> in any like some shape of some shape or form, reload. Uh we see it all the time. Most Super Bowl teams get poached, the winners and the losers. Um, but again, yeah, I, think, I, I think that's going to happen probably to this team. I think Juan Thornhill probably will be too expensive for them to rebing back, uh, who was good for them this season, but I think he'll be too expensive. I think they can find his replacement potentially in the draft. Um, I, I think the number one priority is to find out what you're going to do with Orlando Brown Jr. Um, mm-hmm. You have to find a way to extend him. I mean, he's probably the most important ed, uh, guy on the edge when it comes to the tackle position. Um, he protects Patrick Mahomes' blind spot, and Patrick Mahomes is the franchise. Um, you have to find a way not just to franchise tag him, because I, I don't think that's what you want to do here in this scenario. I think you want to find a way to sign him to a lengthy, long-term deal. And so you don't have any questions about your left tackle, your quarterback, your tight end, anytime in the near future. I also think that I, I don't necessarily think teams like using the franchise tag. No, of course not. I mean, they're, they're, it basically makes it – it costs, it costs a ton of money against the salary cap. Well, not just, not just that. And, it, and, and you have to pay the player more than they would have to get paid on a regular – Fully guaranteed. Contract. Like, yeah, fully like guaranteed. The, the contracts are fully guaranteed. Um, you know, as a player, I, you also hate them. I just uh, – obviously, I'm – the player can't stand the franchise tag, although, granted, the money is, <clears throat> again, fully guaranteed. Excuse me. Yeah. But I think the uh, the reason I'm going with the team is, uh, the, I think the, the reason the team hates it is because what you just went through for the past season of are you going to resign this player or this, that, and the third, you now create the scenario all over again. And now it's another – we saw it with Le'Veon Bell and the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was three straight seasons of – are you going to re-sign him? Are you going to re-sign him? Are you going to re-sign him? It drove him crazy to the point where he took less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he ended up going to the Jets, and that did not work out well. And he ended so. up taking he ended up taking less money. Just be, it, it wasn't even the fact that it was the money. It was the fact that they offered him some form of contract security. Where it's not just a year-to-year basis. Where if I get hurt on this franchise tag, you now have all the ammunition to be like, I don't want to give you an, a long-term deal because you got hurt. Hundred percent. So, yeah. So, so um, but I, yeah, Orlando Brown Jr. Getting him signed has got to be number one priority. Number two, I think you agree with you. I think you find a way to get back underneath the salary cap, but still stay. Um, still keep some of your key pieces. I think you got to resign Jared McKinnon, uh, Andrew Wiley. 
Uh, I think I'm on the fence. Everybody, if you have to sign, re-sign Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, Same. I Oh, no, no. Actually, I... But I think that's got to be your guys back. I mean, that's got to be no priority number two. Priority number three is, you know, continue to build. Like, I, they, they used to pick a couple years ago on uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. That hasn't really worked out. Um, because of Patrick Mahomes' salary, you have to hit in the draft. Like, you have to get players that will be here in the future and continue to be uh, cheap. And, it, like, building through the draft, as long as you have a well, high-paying quarterback, is how you do it. Con- so, considering considering the, the deal that Mahomes got, back then that that's a bargain compared to what whatever whatever whatever, you know whatever justin herbert signs eventually it's going to be his contract it's going to be huge i mean aaron Rodgers is on a massive contract um kansas city is going to be good every single season as long as they have andy reed as long as they still have and um, imagine and um, i also um, i also read some rumors on the online but i i I just can't imagine that this is true eric biemi might be the next offensive coordinator in washington uh, yeah, uh, I I just can't imagine that he's going to leave Kansas City to go to Washington to take that offensive coordinator position in like a lateral move, right? Yeah, I just it doesn't make to, a lot of sense to me. To me especially about a coach that's potentially going to get fired if that season me, doesn't go well. To me, that's that's the that's below a lateral move. I'm not coaching. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. So. But I have heard that rumor. And no, I, no, if, no, I mean, it, the it argument is. the argument is like, hey, I'm Eric Bieniemy. I can take my offensive system that I made perfected in Kansas City, and I can take that system and prove that I can win somewhere else. Because I mean, we've gone to another coaching cycle where they still he still doesn't have a job in the NFL um, so as a head coach. I, I didn't know that he had as many interviews as he had. You know how many interviews Eric Bieniemy has had. I mean, since I mean this this cycle or just in general? No, no, in, in general. Do you know how many he's had in general? I, I mean, it's got to be thirty. Not half. Fifteen. He's had fifteen. No job. Yeah, I, I mean, so I mean, the argument is kind of he's like, hey, I, I have to prove that I can win somewhere where I don't oh, have any reason. So, so, so here's the thing: Did Matt Nagy prove? Matt Matt Nagy didn't call plays. Under under Andy Reid, I, I, I know, I, I know, I know the conversation that's going to come up, and I just I, I'm not. Zach Taylor I, I didn't call plays under Sean McVay. He didn't. Neither did neither did uh, the kid who's the head coach of the Miami Dolphins right now. Mike McDaniel, right? What Mike McDaniel's didn't call plays under Kyle Shanahan. Nope. So why 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 does Eric Bieniemy like why does I, the goal? I, 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 I have no idea. That I imagine that he. If he was even considering that commander's job, which is a terrible job, don't take it. Eric Bieniemy, if you happen to be listening to the show, which you're probably not, don't take that job. Stay in Kansas City until somebody's willing to give you the reins to their franchise because you deserve it. So my my logic is this. This is just me, my, me thinking. So I have – if I'm looking at these teams, and I don't know all 15. I, I, I don't who interviewed him. What if their logic is in this interview process is is this? If I hire him, if I hire him, I don't. We don't have Pat Mahomes here. Yeah. We don't have Travis Kelsey. We don't have at the time. We don't have a Tyreek Hill. So what if we hire him and this offense that we see Kansas City run that's so high powered? What if we get that here and it's literally not the same? So I can see like teams saying that. Yeah. 
But I also think I also think the more logical one and the more realistic one is that's not him calling the plays. That's Andy Reid. So we're not going to call. We're not going to hire the guy who's just, you know, there. He's just the offensive coordinator in name, basically. <clears throat> yeah, but we'll, we'll see what ends up happening with this Kansas City Chiefs in their with their offseason. Uh, congratulations to everybody involved with the Kansas City Chiefs on winning the Vince Lombardi Trophy. Uh, very well deserved. Also was one of the better Super Bowls we've seen in a really long time. Um, so kudos to Kansas City Chiefs. And we have just broken down the offseason for every team in the AFC West, uh, this show, not in this show, but in a couple of them, uh, we did Denver in a previous episode. This was Kansas City, Las Vegas, and then Los Angeles uh, as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, let us know down in the comments section what do you think these teams should do in their offseason and how are they going to stack up against the rest of the National Football League. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. I've also shared the link uh, to the myriad of our streaming platforms. Uh, if you want to watch us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and, of course, iHeartRadio. Um, so, yeah, uh, thank you very much. I've been David Huffman right there is my co-host, Mr. TJ Hopkins. And, TJ, what are we doing here at the Prime, my friend? We bring the heat and might need a little bit. Might need a little bit. Yeah, it's might nice here in Fort Wayne, man. I'll tell you. I, was, I drove home from work today with my windows down. It was so beautiful. No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, the next two days, like, the temperature is going to drop. And, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's so like it's, – it's supposed to snow. It's supposed to yeah, snow. We, we get snow next week on Wednesday. Uh, this is like the fake fall, like where everybody thinks it's going to warm up. It's like the fake, <laughs> the fake right, spring. Fake spring. <laughs> so fake spring. We're gonna get some. We're gonna get some snow tomorrow, and it should literally. It should literally be melted by Saturday. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. I'm David Hoffman right there. It's TJ Hopkins. Uh, we'll see you guys all tomorrow. You have a goal. You have a great night. Peace out, brother.